Hello there. Welcome to the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. My name is Denise Alvarez, and thank you so much for joining me here today. I so appreciate it, and I'm very excited for what I'm sharing with you today. However, before we jump into that, let me just briefly introduce myself. All right, so Storm Lily Marketing is my business, and through that, yes, I have this podcast, and then I also get to help horse business owners like you turn your website visitors into your customers. And I do that through coaching, through website design and content, as well as email marketing strategy and my monthly coaching program, Social Stride. I do each of these things because I want to help you be out doing more of what you love to do. And I do believe that marketing is gonna play a key part of that for you. And yet I know that a lot of you may not love marketing or maybe you do, but you just don't have a ton of time and you would like somebody to break it down for you. So that's why I'm here. I want to give you some step-by-step strategies, some basic how-tos so that you can see what's possible for your horse business and also so I can help guide you through that process to make it happen. All right, so today on the podcast, we're talking about something that is, um, yes, specific to marketing, but what I love is it's really applicable to many, many parts of your business, all right? So we're talking about the idea of branding and specifically rebranding. And the idea is whether you are starting over or whether you are looking at a product or a service that you are looking to um, perhaps update or make some changes to, I think that what I'm going to share with you today is really going to be helpful. And let me share a little bit of background about where this content even came from, right? So this is not of my own rebranding, although I did recently um, get to do some of that, which I loved because I had a branding photo session with the amazing Shelly Paulson. And so I did get to apply some of what I'm teaching with you today because her pictures, while it was, I, I did not redo my logo anything like that. But just the pictures, just adding those pictures to my website and to my social media made an amazing difference to personalize it and warm it up and really did actually create some rebranding that I wasn't intentionally going for. So sometimes it may be a small rebranding project, but the one I'm sharing with you today is actually inspired by the American Quarter Horse Association Journal. So I was not a part of their redesign at all. If you're a member of AQHA, then you know that you had started to receive last year their brand new journal in a new format. So it wasn't brand new necessarily. They've had the journal, but they reformatted it completely. And so when I was in Texas last week, I'm sorry, last month, feels like last week. When I was in Texas in September for the American Horse Publications Conference, which is an association for equine media, I had the opportunity there to be on a panel about podcasting, and one of the sessions that I sat in on was about redesigning and rebranding a publication, and especially a print publication in a world where a lot of people think that print is going away, which it obviously is not. Um, But at the same time, the things they shared in that session, the notes that I was making, I could not help but think of you all, because whether you have a publication or not you have a brand, right? If you have a horse business, you have a brand. It may be you personally, it may be a product or a service, um, it may be a combination of those things, but you have a brand, right? And so the things that, um, that it was the editor emeritus that, that shared, and then I actually went and visited with some of their publishing team afterwards just to encourage them and, and ask a few questions. 
Um, The things that they shared are really going to help you. So I have four specific lessons that I took away from that session. So this is not... um, This is not a replication of his session by any stretch of the imagination. He actually didn't name these things, but this is what I wrote down, right? Like these are my four takeaways and I wanted to share them with you. So a little bit of history for you in case you're not familiar. The AQHA, they had their journal, right? It was 70 years old. They had been doing it for 70 years a certain way, right? So as you can imagine, there are a lot of people that are married to that, but over time, the subscription numbers were declining. I didn't write down all their numbers and they probably don't want me to put that information out there anyways for you because it was at a, you know, an industry conference, but I will, and I didn't even write them down, but the point is their, their print numbers were going down and they would be candid about that, right? Their subscription numbers. So at the time they were in a subscription model. So you could subscribe to the AQHA journal, even if you weren't a member and not all members were automatically subscribed, right? So it was it was a separate product, essentially, from their association. And so uh, what they did is they did a complete, not only reformat the content that was in there, right? So it was very focused before um, on numbers and stats, right? It wasn't... Um, content specific, I guess I should say it was, but, but they just changed the content quite, quite a bit. Right. Um, but what they did was say, okay, we've identified a problem. We know there needs to be a change. So we're willing to make some big changes and see what happens. Now they did this as a team. This was not just one person, of course. And of course they did it, their timing, literally their first issue with the redesign was April, May, 2020, which as you all remember was right around our shutdown um, because of COVID. And so the timing of that was interesting, of course, Um, but they, they were able to take pretty quick action. And so what they did was not only did they do a complete physical redesign, they it's like a brand new magazine. I mean, and it goes to all members. So now it's included. So it's going to more people, but because they changed the content of it, it's able to go to more people and apply to more people. It's not just specific to a certain discipline. Um, they, They were able to look at their audience and see what they wanted and serve them that. And it's been a huge hit. Their advertising numbers have gone up. Um, people, they've had amazing feedback. It's going to hundreds of thousands of horse owners. And so, um, So that's the history, right? Okay. Okay. But now I want you to hear some of the lessons, some of the takeaways, because these lessons and takeaways truly, no matter your business, I know they're going to help you. All right. So lesson number one, they were willing to start over. They did not say we are completely married to this concept. We're not going to change it. It, the people are wrong, right? They didn't say, the people are wrong, I know what I'm doing. Now, of course, yes, there may be some instances when you have like the Steve Jobs out there, you know, who are saying, I know what the people want, they don't know what they want. Okay, I get that concept. But generally speaking, if you're getting a ton of feedback from your audience that something is not working, then rather than just being a bulldozer and pushing through that, it's a really smart thing to step back and be willing to start over. So perhaps you created a product and it's not selling very well. Perhaps you have a service that um, people are saying, well, I would enjoy it, but X, Y, Z, or have you thought about doing this? Or, you know, if you're getting feedback about something, I want you to be willing to listen to the feedback. And if necessary, be willing to start over. That was a huge, 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 Uh, risk that they took. 
but they were willing to do it because they saw the need and they knew that they had to do something to change, right? And they were listening to their people, which is takeaway number two. All right, I want you to listen to your audience. They did a member survey and they were able to see what the interest of their members were. And you know what they found out is that a lot of the interests of their members were not being served with their original journal. And so it's no wonder that those numbers were not going up because it wasn't meeting a need. So I want you to listen to your audience. What problems are they having that you can help them solve? What are they interested in? How can you connect that to your business, to your products, to your services? So do not think that you know everything. Be willing to ask questions. As you're doing lessons, as you're starting out, as you're finishing up, if you know when you're taking in a new client, ask some questions. Get to know what's their background. Where are they coming from? What brought them to you in the first place? Um, be willing to listen. And then if you're rebranding a product, you're going to be able to take that feedback or if it's a service or if it's a total company rebrand, right? Take that feedback. And if these people are your are the ones you're wanting to serve, they're your best fit audience, then I want you to take that and implement it as you do this rebranding, okay? All right, takeaway number three, learning from others that you admire. So the team at AQHA, they actually went to a publication that they uh, one of the committee members actually said that they really liked it. They were inspired by it. It was the top, you know, it was like world class, but it was a different industry even, right? So they were looking at others that they admired, but outside of their industry. They weren't saying, oh, well, what's my neighbor doing? Which we'll talk about in a minute. But instead they were like, okay, who's world class? Who is it we're trying to, or that we want to not necessarily emulate, but we want to serve our people the way they're serving their people. And so they actually went to that, publication and said, hey, we're super interested in what you're doing. We are admiring your work. You know, would you advise us? We're wanting to make some changes. And they built up that relationship and they were able to learn from others that they admired. So for you, my friend, I want you to do the same. As a part of your rebranding or building up your brand, even maybe you're starting from scratch and you're saying, Denise, I'm not rebranding. Well, this applies if you're starting from scratch as well right? I want you to look at other businesses you admire. Uh, I don't have the episode number off the top of my head, but I will put it in the show notes for today, which is episode 51. But when I had Danny Powers on the podcast, I remember her talking about, we were talking about serving a niche, right? And she was saying that before she started her business, she started looking around at other world-class brands. So, and I'm like Porsche and things like that, right? So it does not have to be people in your circle. It does not have to be businesses in your circle. Take a wide approach and see what you can learn from other businesses that you admire. Write down what you admire about them and how you can incorporate that into your business and into your branding. Okay. All right. Lesson and takeaway number four, stay in your lane. I loved this. This was so inspirational. One of the questions at the session from somebody was, you know, hey, did you look at what other what other lifestyle brands, Western lifestyle brands were doing? Did you, um, and AQHA is obviously not only Western, but um, by and large, a lot of them are. Um, so they said, you know, that was one of the questions. Hey, were you, when you redid this magazine, were you looking around to see what, you know, your competition was doing essentially, right? And he said, no, honestly, we didn't look at that as competition because we had our audience in mind, which is what we talked about, right? Listen to your audience. 
they that was the front runner. They were doing this to say, okay, what do our members need? What can we provide for our members that's going to provide that value? And then we're going to stay in that. We're not going to look to the left and to the right and to see what other people are doing that we can try to copy them. Instead, we're just going to try to be original to us and do our work the best that we can, give a thousand percent the best that we can. And so that is my encouragement to you as well. If you are rebranding or starting a brand from scratch, either one, yes, learn from others you admire. It's a great thing to go outside the circle even. But then when it comes to building it up, I want you to stay in your lane. I want you to focus on your calling. I want you to focus on your dream. And when you see somebody else doing something that's, you know, maybe similar to your business and you see them as competition, remind yourself their calling is not your calling. Their dream is not your dream, right? And so I want you to stay in your lane. Do a thousand percent of what you know you're going to do. Serve your people to the very best of your ability. And then that's that's going to serve you well. So my friends, I hope this was helpful to you. These are my four takeaways. Like I said, these are not the points that he made in the session. It was much more of the, the nuts and bolts of publications and things like that. But I couldn't help but think of you all, my horse business owners, when I was sitting there and thinking how these lessons would help you and your horse business in the long term. So I hope that it has been helpful and encouraging to you. If you are in a print process of rebranding or you're newly branding your business, then uh, let me know if this is helpful to you. I'd love to hear from you. All right. I am cheering for you as always, truly. All right. So if we are not friends over on social media, I'd love to connect with you there and cheer for you there. So you can find me Storm Lily Marketing on Instagram or over on Facebook. I've got two pages, How to Market Your Horse Business or Storm Lily Marketing as well. All right. Okay, friends, I'm so grateful that you were here. I appreciate you joining me here on the podcast. And please do jump back in next week. I'll have a brand new episode for you as well. And as always, the show notes, stormlily.com slash 51, will have a summary of these lessons and takeaways for you. All right. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I will see you next week. 